0: Want to stream Cognitive Dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to DissonancePod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show.
1: Hey, Cecil and Tom. Godless Matt here. I just have to point out a little extra bit of irony that you guys missed uh, when you were covering the uh, gay supremacy story. Uh, I think you guys actually quipped at one point uh, after you read a quote from Mary Baker uh, that, you know, said no black person ever. The extra irony there is that Mary Baker is black. Go, we go, guys. Fuck y'all for sticking
2: the Tetris theme in my head for the next week.
3: Hey, there's Tom and Cecil. There's um, There's a new quiz online where they give you these phrases, and you have to guess if they're from uh, Christian rock lyrics or if they're from Fifty Shades. It's hilarious. You cannot tell the context at all because all of these phrases are about submission, and there's a couple references to God. It doesn't really help. Um, I couldn't tell the difference between them. I'm uh, curious to see if you could tell the difference either. Okay, see you. Bye.
4: ...is cognitive dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irrelevance (laughs) to any topic that (laughs) makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. (laughs) <laughs> Nicely done. This is episode one forty-seven of cognitive dissonance.
3: It's amazing you could still keep this fresh all the way through one forty-seven. Hey,
4: when 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 I wrote that, the one contribution Cecil that I have made to this show, and all I have to do is read right. it. 147 That's all you have to do.
3: Times. That's all you have to. Do. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I've, and, and I've proven that I've done literally nothing else. But there is one other thing that you do do for the show, and you you're the person who handled really? the the. The sort of tweeting and the the facebooking of stories, and one thing I did want to point out this week, um, you got into a conversation with uh, Lindley, who's in Australia. You had said, "Hey, do you have one of those yeah, draw- <laughs> little tiny koala keychains?" Because she was nice enough. Hey, thank you for. Bringing she was this nice up. enough to give it give it to us at uh, at at Tam this year when we when we went to Tam. Yeah. She had given us both little koala keychains. They were really cute and very nice of her. And that's I guess, I guess that's that's like sort of she's the ambassador for Australia at that point. I'm not sure. Um, but in any case, uh, you
4: wanted— I you, know. I tweeted it out and Facebooked it to the whole wanted, fucking world on accident
3: because I was doing it through Hootsuite. Oh, it's, I'm looking at it on Google Plus right now. It says, that would be super kind of you. I appreciate it. Send us an email. Like, you sent it through fucking Hootsuite. Like you Hootsuiteed it was, out. I'm an what idiot. What the fuck, Tom? <laughs> Do you- I
5: don't yeah. know. Well, here's the you thing. Out hootsuite out a direct
3: message on Twitter. How
4: do you do that? I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> the thing is that <laughs> the first direct message that I sent, right? I sent just as a direct message right. using Hootsuite. So yeah, I, no, I yeah, deselected it worked. It did the default, right? Yeah, it worked, yeah. Um, <laughs> But then as we were corresponding, Hootsuite without... <laughs> And I didn't think about it. I just hit reply. <laughs> Hootsuite without telling me. <laughs> and, and I didn't think to go back through and check again. But Hootsuite's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you want to send this to everybody again? And I'm like, no, I wanted to just reply. I thought uh, I was having a conversation. Part.
3: I don't know the Internet. <laughs> the very best part is that two people plused it on Google. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's like half of a weird it's conversation like, oh, about it's... my
4: son being sad
3: that he had a fucking broken koala keychain. Oh, it's awesome, dude. It's the best. When I saw it, I saw it pop on her feet, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" He just like, do you ever just like,
4: you see the shit that I'm doing it's on Facebook? Just like, Facebook like face
3: programming a VCR. <laughs> just like, you just want to snatch the controller from me, and be like, "Give me that!" What is wrong with you?
4: Oh, and it's awesome. funny because I realized that I did it once. it Was out on Twitter, I'm like, "Fuck it!" I think I deleted a couple of them. I deleted it off the Facebook, but I fucking forgot about Google Plus because uh, it's Google Plus. <laughs> Google Plus forgot about Google I Plus. I forgot about it because I don't even think it's real. Mm. Like it's, I should add Google Plus to the skeptics creed. Oh
3: God, it, it fucking made my night the other night. I was Ugh. laughing my ass off.
4: God damn me. <laughs> Why do you do this show with me for God's sake? are fucking ridiculous. No, I don't know. You know, I thought, I I thought we started that. doing this show. I thought my role would be comic relief. But uh, i didn't think it would be in this capacity yeah. <laughs> i didn't think i thought i would be making jokes not being the butt of the jokes
3: oh well tom i don't know man you kind of the I was
4: terribly wrong and deservedly so but still
5: overall federal receipts from the top 1% of earners rose by 1.3 percentage points to 29.3% of all federal tax revenue now, they control about 17% of the wealth, but they pay almost 20, almost 30%, 29.3% of all federal tax revenue. Top 1% are funding 30% of the government. So rather, rather than the poor and the low-income and the middle class being resentful of these people, they should be kissing the ground on which they walk. Who's paying for the EBT cards? Who's paying for food stamps? Who's paying for the Women and Infant Children Program? Who's paying for subsidized housing? Who's paying for Medicaid? It is the top 1%. So they ought to be given ticker tape parades once a week uh, in uh, all of our major cities to thank them for funding welfare for everybody. So the first story
4: we're going to cover comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Brian Fisher, the poor ought to be kissing the ground upon which the rich walk. Uh, On yesterday's radio broadcast, Brian Fisher read from a recent Wall Street Journal article reporting that the top 1% of Americans account for nearly 30% of all federal tax revenue. So I guess he thinks that because poor people are helping to fund the welfare system, that poor people should spend, they should take some time out of their day, Cecil. They should pause between working multiple jobs and being fucking poor and find some rich people. And start kissing the ground upon which they walk, because there's nothing rich people like more than being
3: surrounded <laughs> by poor people. No kidding. You should go to their gated communities, and well, ask that's what they, we should do. Yeah, right, just show just up, stand there, and, be like, "Can I wash your stairs? Is, can I just like, <laughs> can, I, can I just stand on your roof and throw ticker tape when you walk out to your fucking Lexus in the morning? Is that a possibility? Right, if anyone needs me, I'll just be scrubbing Wall Street. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Hanging out, (laughs) scrubbing up Wall Street. Just want to make sure the
4: poor people don't accidentally dirty up their shoes with some of us, or the rich people don't dirty up
3: their shoes with some of us poor people grime. Yeah. I I like that it's one... Okay, so he says 1% of Americans account for nearly 30% of all tax revenue, and... You know, the first first part of, that I think about is like, isn't that how it's supposed to work? Like, I mean, that I, is. I mean, yes. I, I think I don't think that's a bug. I think that's a feature. You know right. what I mean? It's like, a flaw, a, it system. certainly doesn't feel like a because, you know, OK, so let's just say that they they lost all their tax burden or they, they, they somehow lost a lot of that tax burden. OK, so they lose that tax burden. Where does it go? I mean, we still spend the same amount of money. It's not like we're not going to be like, OK, we'll spend the same amount of money. Instead, you're essentially just destroying all of the any kind of program that is you know that is for the people that are below fifty percent right i mean i would I would imagine that the people below fifty percent and this is actually true they only pay they pay very little in taxes. The people that are below fifty percent of income in the United States pay i think it was like I saw a figure today it was like two point seven percent of the income taxes are paid by them. the rest is paid by all the rest of the people, sure, and it's like okay that's like saying. You know, 50% of the population is below average intelligence. You're just like, no shit. Like, that's yeah, how it's right? supposed to work, right? So it
4: that's doesn't... how a progressive tax works. Right. That's, that's, that is the, de- I mean, that's definitionally how it was created. You know, I just feel like when I read this, I'm just grateful that Brian Fisher is really challenge- channeling the inner hatred that Jesus had for poor people. <laughs> Because don't you remember Jesus Jesus would only preach to the wealthy. And I, I think you'll remember this yeah, no, yeah. from the uh, sure. book of MasterCard. Yeah. It's <laughs> the yeah, well, no, book of Ma- American Bullion. Express. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's definitely right. American Express. Yeah,
3: cuz that's yeah. an older card. Yeah. Well, plus I mean America. well established. Yeah. It's very you know, true. <laughs> very plus America. True. America. I yeah, don't forget about Duh. that. You know. America. Yeah, and Jesus what did Jesus who he said, "Hey, is there is it that hard around here to get some destitute person to suck my balls?" Is that <laughs> Is that hard? <laughs> Jesus said that somewhere. It's like at the Sermon on the Mount, I think. Well, I mean, I remember,
4: I remember that passage uh, where he was like running on a slip and slide on the tears of the poor. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> hooting and hollering and you know zipping down the slide. Like cry some more, you motherfuckers! Yeah. Cry some more, you big right. weepy tear babies! <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was looking up today to see what uh what the budget is right because if this is the case and it is the case that any you know he's he's probably right about the level of taxes and all that jazz and i mean really it's not that shocking but you know there's a couple of things that go into it one is something that we've covered many many times on the show where we talk about okay well you know that's great and all really really rich person who has a bunch of you know money now how you can get a better tax rate in other countries like you can go somewhere and get a better tax rate I'm sure you could get a great tax rate in Liberia are you gonna go there because you know you have the protection of the United States to house your corporation and the money that you're making and you know like we said the roads and all the other stuff the infrastructure that the United States has to make sure your your corporation can can prosper so You know, you can clearly go somewhere else and do it. And then when you think about the actual budgetary dollars, the money that goes into what our income taxes go for, you know, a lot of that, I want to say a quarter of our budget is something, I think it's a little more than a quarter of our budget uh, is in defense, right? So that money, you know, that's just money that we're spending, you know, on the military. Okay, that's gone. But almost half our budget, Tom, is Social Security, Medicare. Almost half our budget And it's like, okay, well, that's not those aren't those people aren't poor and destitute people. Those aren't the poor that should be throwing a ticker tape parade. Those are people that we told many, many years ago that when you work hard in this country, we will take care of you later on in your life. Are we going to be like, well, those fucking poor people, those people who are sucking off the government teeth? I mean, that's half the money. Half of our fucking taxes goes to that. Look, I think you're missing a
4: couple of key elements here, Cecil, as fucking usual. Right. No kidding. Um, First, those are poor and elderly people. Right. Sure. So So (laughs) let's point out that they can't do anything about it. So we should just take their money from them.
3: Actually, so we they can, can p- they can vote in fucking numbers. Is yeah, what right. They can and that's do. why we're never going <laughs> to yeah, do anything. Exactly. Oh,
4: that's the larging, largest voting block in America, the most powerful lobby in America's AARP. So, oh wait, looks like we're giving them their fucking monthly check. Right. Right. So that's not going to not happen. I also want to point out that when Brian Fisher says that we ought to be giving ticker ticker tape parades once a week in all of our major cities uh, for the rich people. Uh, It is no – the first thing that occurs to me is, yeah, we'll give them a ticker tape parade, and then the poor people have to clean up the ticker (laughs)
3: tape. (laughs) That's fucking like – It's like (laughs) insult to injury. You know, it's funny. They talk about You know, – I've seen a couple of videos about Walmart where they talk about how Walmart essentially has a bunch of people who work for them that get government assistance. So they get this government assistance. So we're essentially – we're kind of subsidizing the Walmart pay scale because these people don't make enough money to live. You know what I mean? Like, we're subsidizing right. yeah, their money sure. because yeah. we're giving them government dollars. And, you know, the tax rate, too. That's another thing, too, is like, oh, well, their tax rate is super high. I can't believe they pay all this money in tax. Like, no, they just have a lot of money. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because... I was just talking to to to
4: a friend of mine who's got some money uh the last this last week, so this last week was tax week, right? So April fifteenth in the States is the last day to mail off your taxes and you know without penalty or filing for an extension and I, I've got a friend of mine who's done very well in the last few years, and so we were talking and he was he was griping but good naturedly griping because he fucking understands how this works. He was good naturedly griping that he had to mail off a check for like a hundred and thirty some thousand dollars. And he's like, yeah, I just had to write a check, you know, for $130,000 to the fucking federal government for my taxes. And it's just like, yep, that's because you're fucking wealthy. Like, you're still wealthy tomorrow. It's like you woke up and you're like, oh, man, I made $131,000 and I had to pay them $130,000. Looks like it's ramen noodle again, boys. Exactly, right, yeah. That's not how that works. It's like... Yeah, man. I mean, you paid a lot of money in taxes. Yeah.
3: But when you wake up tomorrow, you still have a lot of money, right? I like, mean, if you're paying that much in taxes, you've got to be making millions of dollars. Yeah, you're, you're making tons of dough. Yeah, like, because wait, they, just you can, fucking you tons can't, of dough. I mean, it's it's hilarious. I mean, like like there's there's people I know that make way more money than me that pay less taxes. You know, because there's just ways in which to get around paying taxes. Right. And and they don't tell me that the people that that pay this much money are paying this much money without any kind of loopholes, right? These guys didn't fill out their fucking... 1040, EZ. Not you know 1040 I mean? like, easy. like 1040 easy. They're just like, oh, 1040 easy, whatever. We'll just get rid of the rest of it. Who gives? A they're not doing that. These people have accountants. Um, they have accountants growing in other accountants to I make know, sure right? they can make money. They have like, like super predator accountants that like fucking like look at the the books with, and they have that like the little triangles that come on the books and just explode them. Like they, these people fucking make sure they're getting every single dime they right. can.
4: So this story comes from the Huffington Post. Also, all over, everywhere, I saw this story all over this week. Um, Phyllis Shafly claims women paid the same as men won't find husbands. So the state, the, the Senate Republicans uh, unanimously blocked a vote on the Paycheck Fairness Act. Now they there's been there's been several similar equal pay acts which have been proposed, and each time they've been uh, shot down. So and they all basically say the same thing, like hey, you know who should get the same amount of money? All genders. Like, if you do the same thing, you shouldn't be able to pay one gender less than the other. It fucking happens. Um, And there's no federal protections for it. So, Um, But the the Senate can't even mobilize on this, Cecil. They can't even get behind this. But Phyllis Sheffley has a good point. Uh, There's nothing less attractive to me than a beautiful woman with money. (laughs) Fucking, that's disgusting. (laughs) God disgusting yeah, absolutely
3: my you know, goodness
4: that's why i only date fucking meth addicts yeah that's it because i know they won't have any money now or in the future
3: daddy i need a fix daddy i need a fix.
4: <laughs> what a fucking unbelievably yeah. insulting thing to say to both genders right yeah yeah like isn't the, it's insulting to women to suggest that their uh their value In society is as property to their husbands and that they simply like like making too much money, asserting any kind of uh, economic agency is going to make them less attractive to the opposite sex. And what an insulting thing to say to men to say that that I am I'm so insecure in my fucking masculinity that the idea that a woman making money is somehow threatening to me? Like, it's fucking
3: 2014. Yeah, it's funny because it, it really feels like what she's saying is guys make money, women make babies. Like, that's really kind of right. what it feels like what she's saying. Um, and and I, I actually went and, and read some, not all, that Christian Post op-ed because I, I started reading it and I was just like, this is the craziest shit I've ever read. But she essentially says that men and women can't get equal pay. Because if they get equal pay, then the women won't marry men who make uh, less than them the women the women are going to be the ones who don't make who won't marry because they make less than them. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what does equal pay for equal work have to do with that? Because essentially what you you know, if you sign that act, it's not like everybody in the United States gets equal pay. You know what I mean? Like suddenly everybody makes exactly the same amount of money. That's not what the equal pay act is. You should read the act, lady, cuz you clearly don't understand what it is. Which and and you know, the other thing that that really is just so st- stupid about this whole thing is you when when you are courting someone most of the time and I'm not going to say all the time because there's many people who get married later in life and that's you know obviously just as fine as getting married early on but lots of people start dating and meeting people when they're in like high school college age that sort of thing and then There's a good proportion of them, and I don't know how many of them, and I'm not going to make a number up, but, you know, there's a lot of people who get married right sort of in college, after college, that sort of area, right? How do you know what those people are going to make? Right. You don't even know what they're going to make. Like, you can't, you're not making those decisions based on income. The equal pay thing, um, there's back and forth on that, and we've received email in the past about it. what what one side says is that women are not making as much as men, uh, and that needs to be fixed. And the other side says, well, women take off more work than men, so they shouldn't be. And that's their, the way the statistics are shown, that they shouldn't be making the same amount. I don't, you know, the thing is, is, is all I want to see is that women get paid equally for the same work. That's it. That's all I want to see. I don't care about the overarching statistics i care about the like sort of the spirit of the bill
4: yeah you, you know i don't i don't really see the harm in it right because if if i've got two people that i'm hiring for the job for for a job it's perfectly rational for me to hire somebody with more experience at a higher pay level so if the argument is that well you know women take off time to uh, you know raise children for example Um, and so therefore they're in the workplace less and that's the reason they make less money. Okay. Well, that's if, you know, if that is a legitimate example of two candidates and I've got one candidate with 10 years of work experience and one candidate with three years of work experience, it is a perfectly rational and non-gender based discriminatory thing for me to do to offer a person with more experience, a higher salary. Sure. But, but what this bill would prevent me from doing is having three people in the office, giving two of them raises at 5% and one of them a raise at 3% and then one with 3% just happens to be the woman, you yeah. know, that's, that's what it really does. Right. Um, this is not about hiring people in so much as it is about, you know, the way that people are promoted and the way that people are compensated when they're actually in the workplace. Um, and, y- you know, you still have a hefty burden to prove you have to be able in order to assert your right under the act, you would have to prove that you were, your your pay level was discriminated based on your gender. So the burden of proof would still be on the person making the claim, you know, and the employer would have every opportunity to respond to it. You know, they should just be fucking really cognizant that gender should not be a consideration. And, And I'll tell you what, man, I know for a fucking dead certain fact that gender is a consideration, for many people, when handing out raises and bonuses. I know that shit for a dead certain fact. And it, it, it there is no harm in putting federal protections in place to say, hey, you know, w- this has to stop. Um, despite the idea that fucking women somehow will not choose men to get married. Like, what does Phyllis Shafley thinks going to happen, too? Like, that women are just going to be like, be like, I can't find a woman that makes a man that makes enough money I'll be a lesbian're <laughs> like You're I right. can't find a man that makes enough money I'll just not I'll just be a fucking like an old maid <laughs> right <laughs> like, I'll be the lady from it's a wonderful life you know, I'll just get like, the end I mean because I mean isn't that like what what are the fucking three scenarios in play <laughs> I find a, a man who makes less money and I marry him anyway I find right. a man who makes less money and I become a lesbian. Right. I find a man who makes less money, and I am never with another person. Right. I become Mrs. Haversham or whatever. Right. Or what would actually happen? I find a man who makes less money, and then I marry him because I don't give a shit how much money he makes. The whole of his. Jesus, what the fuck is going on in this goddamn story? Oh God, Uh, this is from the Daily Mail. Victor Barnard, minister of sect, sexually abused 10 underage maidens. Because I guess we're using the word maidens again now, Cecil. (laughs) Really? I mean, like, call Sir Galahad, see if he can fucking rescue them.
3: I call everyone milady now. All
4: right? That's what, what maidens. That's uh, fucking like that's the thing that like eclipses this article for me. It's like
3: Yes, good sir. We are calling them maidens, we are. Maidens? Was it a guy a fucking dragon? Yeah. <laughs> he kept him in a small tower. It's uh-
4: <laughs> Surrounded by a moat. Very um, small tower. And in typical Daily Mail fashion, this fucking 35-word fucking <laughs> headline has 12 bullet points. Um, so the police are looking for this guy. He basically has, here's the gist of the story. The guy picks 10 girls aged between 12 and 24. Nothing wrong with the 24 to 18 range, anyway. He yeah. tells the girls that it's God's word for them to have sex with them. And then he tells their parents he's having sex with them. And the parents do nothing about it. What the actual fuck is going on there? And he's like this weird culty dude somewhere in Washington State, like hanging out, being all
3: culty. It's really strange. Like the pictures are really uncomfortable and weird. And it's it's funny because they were firstborn daughters. I guess that that matters. I don't know. Um, and then it says they were forced to have sex with him, and anywhere between once and five times a month over a decade, the parents basically, like you said. They, they knew it or they, you know, they certainly gave these these children over to live with him. I mean, you can't you can't feign ignorance at that point. Right. Be like, well, my young now through puberty daughter is going to go live with a man who has several other women who live with him harem like. So, I mean, like you can't fucking hold your pillow over your face and pretend that that's not happening.
4: Yeah. But to be fair, uh, Cecil, third picture down, they are playing guitar.
3: They are. They are bales. playing guitar. So They are on hay bales. They have very long skirts. And fourth picture down,
4: uh, he doesn't look crazy at all. No. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you could trust a man in a dirty poncho with a fucking shepherd's crook in 2014. I love
3: the shepherd's crook thing. It looks so weird. <laughs> it looks so weird. He looks like he's in a bad school play, doesn't he? It does. He looks, yeah, he looks, or LARPing. He looks like he's LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy that these that these families. You know, this is the real harm that religion's going to cause, though. I mean, as much you know, as 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 stupid as this story is, and how you know, I guess assholes about it as we are being. You know, this is a really tragic story because you have women who are basically being given away by their families because they're involved in this weird cuckoo cult. Right. And you know, this is the problem that belief sort of has. Uh, when you when you sort of look at it in a in a different way. You know, the people there's a lot of people out there that'll say, like, oh, there's no problem with belief. There's no problem with belief. And I think, you know, when you think about it generally, maybe there isn't. But, you know, there are instances where people will do some crazy shit, like give away their firstborn fucking daughter to some guy with a shepherd's crook. And you're like, okay, maybe we should really not be sort of believing in this stuff. Because clearly The threat of punishment and the promise of reward is enough for people to give away their own children to some other person to be systematically raped.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to think of of what scenario I could give away my kid. Like, what what instrument would I have to see them playing on hay bales (laughs) in order for me to be like, you know what? You can go ahead and fuck my kid. Yeah. Look, I see all these other kids hanging out, you know, playing. But it's definitely not the guitar. It's not, it's just, but if they all got together maybe and, and played tubas, you know, tubas. around hay bales, <laughs> like had like a tuba it. symphony sure, just tu- yeah. of
3: just yeah. tubas. Or, or cellos, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we're just, yeah. I you think know. it's got to be a sophisticated instrument. How about the theremin? Like if <laughs> maybe they're all like,
4: <laughs> Why you, wow? you know, just fucking jamming out on a theremin. Right. Then maybe right. I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty rad.
3: You can fuck my kid. It's fucking heartbreaking though. I mean it really it is, is sad as shit. It's like like fucking I can't believe somebody would give away their children like that.
4: You know, and like nobody's protecting these kids. You know, like that's like there's nobody in these kids' lives. Their parents, their fucking pastor, minister dude who's clearly a whackadoo predator, but like like all the people in these children's lives that are that are supposed to be the ones that protect them. Like the people that keep them safe, like from the rest of the world while they're children, you know, like once, once they hit 18, 19 and they're turned loose into the world, you know, Hey, you take your bumps and you take your bruises. It's, it's on, it's, you know, some of that's on you now, but at the age of 10, like your job is still like your job as a parent is still to make sure the world doesn't beat up on your kids too bad. Like they have the rest of their lives to get the shit kicked out of them. Like it's your job to fucking protect them from that shit now. And you're just going to be like, I'm just gonna go yeah. ahead and let that guy fuck him.
3: Well, and the other thing too is like, okay, so so we're we're pretty close friends. I'm sure these other people have close friends. If your son just up and was gone from your house when I came by, and I'd be like, hey, where's your son? And you'd be like, oh, I just gave him to the the cult leader. And I'd be like, well, how does that work? And then you're like, yeah, well, he's just got a bunch of other kids, and we just give him we just give him our kids. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. And then I'd call DCFS on you. Because I don't even care, Tom. I don't even care that we have this much history. I oh, would call DCFS you on would. you. Why is not – why the fuck do people not do that? What the fuck? Do they – I mean they must clearly be so insulated into these communities that there's, no, that there's no way for them to have any outside forces that sort of question their actions. But, you know, I mean you got to have family or something. Like, it's just so weird to me that the like nothing happens for years and years and years. And then finally, the women are just like, yeah, it was getting, you know, sexually assaulted once to five times a month by this guy. Glad mom and dad stepped in for that. You know,
4: but Cecil, I think you raise it. You raise a good point. And I think there's like there's a the huge problem is there's no everybody in these communities is singing the same refrain. Right. So there is nobody in their in their circle. Who's got clear eyes enough to look around and be like, "Mm, wait, where's your fucking kid? Yeah. Like, yeah, man, you would narc on me, motherfucker. I hope you would narc on me. If you would not narc on me, then then I have made some fucking terrible decisions and friends. So we're going to take a break, give you some information on how you can become a patron of the show and how you can communicate with us telepathically. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or through email. It's really kind of your choice. And we'll return in just a few moments for the rest of the show.
3: E- email's much more reliable. More <laughs> is much more reliable.
4: So is semaphore
3: and smoke yeah. signals
4: and virtually anything else real.
3: But if you want to get one of those orgone generators, that may... no. Those
4: things look legit. That doesn't look like a <laughs> bar of soap with some wires it does. in it. <laughs>
0: If you would like to contact the show, visit the website dissonancepod.com for the links to the Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and email accounts. You can also call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Did you know that you can become a patron of the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dissonancepod.com and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you don't want to donate money, please take a moment to give us a good review on iTunes or Stitcher, or tell a like-minded friend about the show. So to everyone who supports the show, glory hole, you fucking rock.
4: So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Kevin Swanson compares gay-inclusive Honeymaid ad—we're back to that—to axe murder and cannibalism. Cecil, so graham cracker commercials right, right. are similar in any way at all yeah. <laughs> to axe murder and cannibalisms. Yeah, and Remember can- that time you saw a commercial and you're just like, I have absolutely got to hit somebody in the face with an axe. I wouldn't even do that if I saw an axe commercial. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Kevin Swanson is not known for his hyperbole either. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to him talk here. Here's his first part of this. This is uh this is him talking about the axe murdering cuz later on we'll get into cannibals, but I think first we got to sort of we got to open up the the path with uh, I don't even know how we start murder. a
4: conversation with later on we'll get into cannibals. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what is we will. what we we happening here? We will. Here you go. Here's oh, Mr. God. Swanson. This is from his show. It's also from Right Wing Watch. When you come down to things like axe murder or homosexuality and you say,
1: (laughs) you know what? We're really going to promote it. We're going to encourage everybody in America to engage in this or at least support this thing. There there will be people on the other side who will take an adamantly opposed position to your support of axe murdering or homosexuality. Yeah, and those people are the the intolerant ones. Yes, and they will be intolerant. And they will be very intolerant. Yeah. They will be very, very intolerant of that which is evil. And, like, like axe murdering. Yeah, as they should be. <laughs> as they should be. And so here's here's my prognostication for Nabisco. I think they're gonna lose prognostication. Business. Okay, they say we got lots and lots and lots of positive comments. I think they said we got fifty thousand positive comments or something. Tough bananas. Yeah. Tough bananas. There's still gonna be twenty eight percent, thirty eight percent, forty seven percent of the banana. market what? that will not go <laughs> what with. Is it. A tough banana. So their decision to step it's out like cook too long They said we're gonna take the, the lowest road possible on this. I like not my banana's medium. The, the lowest <laughs> road possible. Medium we're going to support this. one of the most egregious things ever concocted <laughs> since Nero. Nero being the what? one who came up with homosexual marriage. Uh, the name Nero
3: came up with homosexuality. So we're going to support the neurotic agenda. There you will know, be bent- I think Nero, 28%, was no 38%. It, it, it right. may be. It may eventually go as low
1: as 28%. Ever. But you're still going to get a pretty substantial bunch of Americans that will say, hey, this is disgusting. Nabisco is disgusting. Where is he coming up with that number?
4: He's dropped from 47% to 27%, 28%. Where is he that coming it from? Um, I'm going to go out of and say he made them up. Wait, what is that all about? Like, <laughs> he, made he them really, up. like, he starts off by being like, yeah, well, I think 47%. So he's like, yeah, well, about fucking half the people agree. And then as he's talking basically to himself and his co-host, he can't even get consensus enough with his <laughs> own made up numbers. His fucking numbers, his fucking approval ratings drop when he's the only one approving.
3: He goes from a half to a third. Like right. like in no time whatsoever, he talks himself out of 25%. I'd love to sell
4: a car to this guy, It'd right? This awesome. guy would be awesome to sell a car to. Yeah. Like, well,
3: sir, I don't think we can go
4: below 22.5 or 27.3. Uh, we might have to sell this to you, in fact, as low as
3: 29.6. You know, Tom, oh. this is the asshole who walks out with the undercoating. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, this is the guy. He's the guy. But I, one of the things that you've, I mean, we've got to touch on is he's comparing homosexuality to axe murder. And, you know, as absurd as that is, let's just say in your tiny little fucking goofball mind that you think homosexuality is as bad as axe murder. That you think murdering someone with a fucking, you know, in a really, really messy, nasty way is as bad as homosexuality. Well, then I think you don't get to pick and choose in the Bible then if that's the case. It feels to me like you are picking and choosing homosexuality over all those other things in Leviticus that are abominations, right? There's a million things in there that they say are abominations, but they only focus on one. If that's the case, then you can't you you've gotta be saying axe murdering is like eating a shrimp cocktail too. You've right? got to be willing to say that. <laughs> axe murdering is like planting seeds in the yep. same row of two you, different plants. Exactly. Or wearing fucking two types of cloth. Right. Oh, you got on a polyester cotton blend. Sorry, that's like axe murder. It's the same
4: thing. And really, if it is the same thing, it should carry the same penalties. Right? Because if it's if it's not, then it has to carry the same penalties. So what we really should do is we should take a look at the Bible, equate everything, so just draw a big equal sign to axe murder. And put basically everyone in jail right now.
3: Sure. Well, kill them. I mean, because, I mean, it's not like the Bible is like, oh, well, make sure you put them in, in uh, your high-tech prison system. <laughs> they right. They didn't say that. They're yeah. just like, bury them to their neck and fucking hit them with stones in the face until they bleed to death. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you squash their brains out their ears. Like, you know, and the other thing, too, is like adultery is... I'm sure just as bad as homosexuality in their in their goofy little thing, but you don't hear them going on and on about oh well, you know. The adulterers are axe murderers. They're not saying that. They're clearly making it sound like homosexuals are. And, you know, when you use that comparison, even if you do think it's the same level of bad in your fucking tiny little pea brain, you're essentially saying that all homosexuals are evil. And all the dummies that are listening to you are all getting this implied to them that homosexuality is a bad thing, that being gay means you're evil. I want to play this last clip, if you don't mind. It's just him talking. head where he actually brings cannibalism into it.
1: Nabisco apparently came out with this wholesome ad yeah. for wholesome, honeymade and Teddy Grahams. It's causing a huge stir. Um, the company is fighting the negativity with another ad called Love. So here's what happens. Uh, see, Nabisco presented an ad in which they equated mixed-race families to single-parent families. To Homosexual families, so whatever that is, um, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe they had another family where there's a, a dog as the wife and uh, they got a human husband, yeah. What
3: uh, does, the yeah.
1: Eat, does the dog eat? Does a dog eat? Probably they did not have that ad. <laughs> doggy bones, maybe no.
3: bones, I guess. I don't I know.
1: know, yeah. So, so they come out with the ad, and then they got the back- backlash because not everybody felt it was wholesome. Artist printed out the negative comments, rolled them all up, and created a sculpture that reads "love" in cursive <laughs> script. Okay, <laughs> not that cute. That's kind of cute. Yeah, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I wonder what God thinks about that. Yeah, probably. Did, didn't didn't God define love? I thought so. See, the problem with this love thing is you can yeah, define look it up anyone in God's dictionary. Homosexuals love their friends, and cannibals love their victims. They taste good.
3: What? <laughs> Hold on. What did, you do? what did you say at the end there? Um,
4: no. Yes. No. I get it homosexuals love their friends uh go they're ahead the only ones who love their friends actually right. just homosexuals love their friends right by the way um and then cannibals love their victims because they taste right. good yeah yeah that's a what what <laughs> <laughs> there how do you even begin to make sense of i mean cannibals first of all we're dragging cannibals into this There's no cannibals anymore, really. (laughs) Well, there are, but they're just like crazy people. Right. Well, that's I mean, cannibals. It's such a weird Hannibal. Like now now you're an axe murdering Hannibal Lecter. Remember that time that that person was axe murdered, but it was consensual?
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> Remember that? That was pretty yeah. cool when they were like, right, yeah,
3: right. I fucking I enjoyed being ax murdered." Can you just smash me in the face with that axe and then maybe eat my brain that afterwards? Would be awesome. Is that possible? I like that they're bringing back the dog. Like maybe a dog is the wife and a human husband. It's like sure, maybe. Raw, raw, raggy. <laughs>
6: Lord, we just ask to to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So
4: this story comes from uh, Right Wing Watch, but I also saw this kind of all over the place, too. Sandy Rios warns of new terrorist attacks because the Boston mourners ignored God. Um, there was a memorial service on the 15th for the victims of the Boston Marathon bombing. Um, and, uh, of course, the Boston Strong slogan played a big part of that. And a bunch of Christian groups actually got real worked up that it said, like, Boston's strong and not like,
3: Jesus saves. Well, except for these
4: people, you know? And so...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's listen to what Rios had to say about it. This is Rios on the Boston bombing. The
6: overall things that come to my ears in the face of what happened a year ago just seem empty. It's like going to um, a funeral uh, and remembering someone's life when there is no thought uh, to the, to who God is and to our place in the universe.
3: That's what That's was a missing. I'd like to go to. What the fuck? Really? That's what, Like when I go to a funeral, it's like, oh man, if you don't mention God, then this is a fucking shitty. This is a shitty funeral. This yeah. is like a. This is like a one-star review funeral on Yelp. <laughs> I know I'm giving <laughs> like it I'm a bad like, Yelp review. Like, I'm totally. I'm going back. I'm like, <laughs> fucking. worst funeral ever no mention of god four out of ten would not (laughs) attend again (laughs) here's the rest of her idiots it's greed when they start talking
6: about we are boston strong and i addressed this uh when this happened last spring and they started talking about boston strong this is not the first time i've mentioned this something in me just just I close my eyes and I think, Oh, please don't don't go there because what they're saying is we are so fabulous. Our response to this was no, so wonderful. You heard Joe Biden just say, about? We are they're strong. Not? We we'll never stand down. We respond, we endure, we own the finish line. Well no, really
4: You know, the the whole Boston Strong thing is part of the Part of the idea that if you endure, especially particularly as a group, is that if you endure something particularly harsh and egregious and you emerge from the other side, that you should celebrate your strength rather than embrace your victimhood. And what I'm getting from her comment is that, man, these people are not embracing their victimhood enough. Yeah. Well, fucking what advantage has that ever given anybody? You know, I mean, at what point are you like, man, you know what I like? Victimhood. That's sweet. Not like strength of character. Yeah, I guess I would rather have strength of fucking character.
3: Well, doesn't that fall right into what she's going to say now, though, with, you know, I mean, when you talk about... um The idea that you're, you know, you're nothing compared to God. You know, like there's that feeling of you being less than. You're less than God. God is this great thing, and you're just kind of just this nothing compared to him. And you've got to feel like guilty about being a human being. You can't fucking masturbate. You can't look at other humans and have lust, et cetera, et cetera. I think that this sort of falls into all that where she's gonna, because she's gonna talk about God here. Let me play this clip.
6: Stand down. We respond. We endure. We own the finish line. Well, no, really the truth of the matter last spring a year ago yesterday was only by god's grace was it not worse than it was only by god's grace uh, boston could have been wiped out there could have been thousands of casualties it could have been a whole lot worse they couldn't have been devastated bomb? as a city they could have been in a situation where they couldn't recover it's only by god's grace and mercy are you fucking kidding? it was a fucking pressure cooker lady
3: It was a tiny little
4: fucking bomb. It could have wiped out the whole city. No, it couldn't have. You know what it could have done? Exactly what it did. Because the fucking laws of physics are still a thing.
3: (laughs) It could not have done anything other than the thing that it did. It's so crazy. She's just like, oh, it could have been so much worse. No, it it really couldn't have. Like, I mean, like there was people standing around it. Bunch of people got fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. There was a bunch of people injured. There's people who lost limbs and shit crazy it was awful blew up part of a building fucking two people i think died it was really pretty horrible but it certainly was no worse than you know an ied or something like that it was not a fucking dirty bomb it wasn't a nuclear weapon it was a fucking pressure cooker it was a homemade goddamn bomb right it was made
4: out of fireworks and a pressure cooker and it did some fucking real damage and and don't think that cecil and i are taking anything away from that but this idea that like God's grace is what saved the city of Boston, she makes it sound like like that there was like a like a a, a mechanical failure in the bomb and it only blew up like sixty percent of the way because like the mighty hand of God was collapsed over the top of it like a fucking it's like,
3: soldier falling on a hand grenade. It's like the stand. It's like the movie The Stand when the thing comes out and grabs it. Right? It just grabs yeah. it like. Noink. Yeah. <laughs> noink. But instead, nothing
4: happened, Cecil. God right. didn't do anything. The bomb went off, and the reason it ripped
3: people's legs off was because it was on the ground. Okay, are you telling me, are you fucking saying that God had the ability to make it less than he did? Like, he, I mean, clearly people lost their lives and got injured. Like, God God was like, well, I'm going to tone it down. I'm not going to tone it down completely, right? I want to make sure that the, we do kill some people here. I don't want to... I don't want to just let them off the hook. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to make sure that it only kills two people and blows a bunch of fucking people's limbs off. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, God could have made it worse. I mean, it was going to be worse, Cecil. Well, no, only by the grace of God that it wasn't worse. Right.
4: It's only by the grace of God that they did not assemble a fucking ICBM
3: right. and <laughs> launch it
4: out of their fucking apartment exactly. complex. That's It's actually God's grace that they didn't do that. It's not the fucking impossible logistics of the task. That's not, that's not why, you know, people like this, they make no differentiation between, um, the intent and the ability of, of like terrorist groups, for example. Right? Like, cause clearly there is, there is, there is a well-known intent of terrorist groups to, to wield, uh, weapons of mass destruction and do, you know, indiscriminate damage. But then there's a difference between their intent and their ability. Their ability is known. They have done things that is to the best of their ability, and they've done some significant damage all across the world with some some significant attacks. But it's not God's grace that, that ratchets those down from, you know, being a fucking 200 megaton bomb in the middle of fucking Times Square. It's that they can't pull it off. Yeah. That's why right. it hasn't happened because they right. can't fucking pull it off. But, Tom, you're missing. It's
3: by the grace of God. Where is the grace of God? Is it, what, I don't even know what that tastes like. It's, no, not the gristle of God. The I grace would eat of that. God. Too. <laughs> would, I thought you said the gravy of God. I would uh, have that. All right. So, there's the last piece where she's, I don't know, just ejaculating all over God. Here we go.
6: <laughs> that it wasn't worse than it was. It was, be, was not because of Boston Strong. And I have to say, because we have denied him and ignored him and refused to acknowledge him, we cannot assume, and in fact, we can probably likely count on the fact that God, unless he does on behalf of the people that are called by his name, those of us that serve him, unless he hears our prayers above what we see happening in this country, I'm I'm not sure uh, that there will be something to stop uh, the next onslaught.
3: Isn't that one of those lame-ass prophecies that they throw out there that it's pretty much has a 100% chance of, of coming true? Because all she has to do is be like, well, that was the onslaught I was talking about. Yeah, and exa-
4: well, you know, and the thing is, too, it's like, doesn't that strike her God? Like, I, I, I hear that, and I think, like, man, your God cares so little for people. Your God is the meanest motherfucker possible. Because all it would take, Cecil, and I am, I am hardly, hardly omnibenevolent, right? Yeah. But if somebody said to me, hey, can you not blow my house up? I'd be like, sure. Okay. If somebody's like, hey, you know, we'd really like it if you would not blow up women and children and innocent people. I'd be like, okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm just going to not do that. Or if they were like, hey, could you extend your little finger? And by doing so, by exerting the smallest effort, could you please prevent this mass slaughter and catastrophe? Be like, sure. That's... Fucking literally the least I could do. <laughs> I mean, if you're right, fucking right. omni here's the problem, man, and right. it's such a fucking it's just a, it's such an obvious problem. If you are both omnipotent and omnibenevolent, then there is simply is no way that you are also interventionist
3: right.
4: in a world with violence. But here she presupposes all three things and cannot find the conflict.
3: Well, and, and and doesn't it make um, God out to be like a, a sadistic narcissist? Yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean. Like, like that's exactly what he is. He's like sadistic in in one way because he's he's clearly okay with people, you know, blowing each other up. But he'll stop it as long as you you talk about him enough. Right. If you talk, if you if you're if you know if you're on if you're sort of in the lips and on the lips of humans and sort of in their minds and in their hearts. He's totally cool with stopping that shit. You just got to, I mean, just get your head out of your ass and start talking about how awesome he is. To God's a mean girl. That's it? Good (laughs) Lord. You worship that? You spend, and you know, it's not just worship because that's where you spend your day, Sandy Rios. That's how you spend every day of your life on your fucking program. That's pathetic. That's awful.
5: How
4: many times have you had to be asked not to blow something
5: up? (laughs) Zero times. They say that I uh, make the contention that gays caused the Holocaust. This is wrong. I've been very clear in my writings and everything I've said that the Nazi party is responsible for the Holocaust. But how did the Nazi party come into being? The Nazi party, ladies and gentlemen, was formed in a gay bar in Munich.
4: So this story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Um, Paranoia, I love this, Paranoia Rama Hitler's super gay race, gun-tracking bracelet myth, and other bogus religious right persecution story. It's a look at the five of the week's most absurd conspiracy theories from the right. Um, Cecil, you wanted to talk about the uh, one from Rick Wiles, radio talk show host um, from the religious right. He's unhappy about the growing support, shockingly, shockingly unhappy for gay rights in America. Yeah. Um, And he is now drawing some uh, some. Pretty rough equivalence to Adolf Hitler's dream of a super
3: race of gay male soldiers. This is pretty great. Here's Rick Wiles on his crazy Rick Wiles show, courtesy of Right Wing Watch.
2: It's not an exaggeration to say homo fascist because the German Nazi party was homosexual. Hitler was a homosexual. The top Nazi leadership, all of them were homosexuals. It was a radical homosexual movement that gained political power military power and they were creating a a homosexual special race that's what it was all about it was this it wasn't this a thing about an Aryan race, area race of was white it a people. drag race blue-eyed blonde haired white people hitler was trying to create a race of of super gay male soldiers that's what super he was gay. creating <laughs> and when you All understand right. what the real agenda of the homosexual movement was in the right, 40s right. 30s and 40s and you see it it's happening now here in the United States of America and i'm telling you this is not an exaggeration if it's not stopped it will end up in America just like it was in Germany but it won't be the jews that will be slaughtered
3: it will be the christians yeah he's right i mean i don't know if you knew this but he he it is very true that he was trying that hitler was trying to create a race of super gay male soldiers. You know, there was Hitler. He had the mustache and the uniform, but then there was also Goring, and he had that Indian headdress. I don't know if you remember. And then Himmler wore the construction uniform, and I think Eichmann was the biker guy. I think, I, I, I don't remember if it was Eichmann or not, but I think it was. Yeah, their dance wasn't as catchy as YMCA, no, but N-A-Z-I no. was pretty good. Yeah. Like yeah. it didn't N- a-
4: C- <laughs> It had its heyday.
3: It was just harder to form the letters. That was it the was. Problem. It was. You have to be like a like a cheerleader. You know what I mean? Like to actually, and you need like more more people than they had. Yeah, and it and just a, wasn't working. It just out sucked for
4: them. to be the I because you just yeah. stood there. You just and you're stand like, there this right?
3: is the worst dance I've
2: ever done.
4: Well, the
3: end, you have to really fucking fuck your back up to do the end, man.
4: It, it, it is absolutely awesome, though, because it's like when, when, when they start talking about like it has nothing to do with the Aryan race, you know, it has everything to do with marginalizing the Christians. And here we go. And here it's going to happen in the States. You know, we're already being marginalized and then we're going to be slaughtered. and It's like, who's going to do the slaughtering? Who? Eighty five percent of people in the United States identify as Christian who's right. going to slaughter. Eighty five percent of those people. How are you saying that you're marginalized when, like, the entirety of, like, Congress, almost every governor and mayor across the United States, most of your city councils, all Christian? Right. How are you marginalized? Like, yeah, okay, fine. Cecil, take away all the powerful people. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> take away man? all the
3: people. All the people.
4: Yeah. how is 4% of the population gonna mobilize against 85% of the population what fucking crazy violent wet dream of
3: persecution is this you know you, you think about it in this in this terms you're like okay they're going to, they're, there's going to be some sort of fucking Order 66 out there that says kill all the Christians or whatever. And then, the, like, suddenly all the gay people are going to come out of, you know, their black ops cover and they're going to, Manchurian candidate kill everybody or whatever. You know, whatever happens. However, they fucking, whatever wet dream, weird, cream, crazy thing these people are thinking up. But in any case, you, when you think about it, you're like, well, there's still have, you know, millions of people in their numbers over the other people. I mean, we're talking hundreds of millions of people in comparison to. You know, probably less than 10 million people. There's n- How do you win that war? How do, you even, how do you even come close to winning that war? The only way you win that war is if those people kill themselves. <laughs> Bef- Tom, do you want to play a game? Let's play a game, Cecil. All right, I'm going to need an adjective. Engorged. <laughs> Engorged?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Noun? Transistor.
3: Animal type. Chimpanzee. Animal type. Wooly mammoth. I didn't say it. I guess I didn't say that it had to be alive. (laughs) It had to be a thing. verb thing. Spit. Spit. (laughs) Noun. Mandible. Proper noun. Greg
4: the unholy. (laughs) It struck me as particularly proper. Liquid. Bleach. Part of the body. I need three of them in a row. All right. uh, Armpit. Hangnail. Vas Devron's
3: <laughs> uh, noun clump. Full name of a person Jules Verne. Oh, I spelled that wrong. Uh, plural animals octopi. Part of a body eye socket. A liquid garbage juice. <laughs> Uh let me get another part of the body. Ovary. We're really going with the uh yeah, it's kind of focused the in the genital region. Uh, verb, two of uh, them.
4: Crash and blurt. <laughs>
5: blurt.
3: <laughs> okay, noun, vegetable peeler and a full name of a person. Pat Robertson. <laughs> Pat Robertson. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is Mad Lib Viticus chapter 2.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for this.
3: All right, here we go. If the offering is an engorged offering from the transistor from either from either the chimpanzee or the woolly mammoth, you are to ma- to offer a male without defect. You are to spit at the north side of the mandible before the lord and Greg the unholy. Uh, That doesn't make any sense. And Greg the Unholy's sons, the priests, shall splash bleach against the sides of the altar. You are to cut it into pieces, and the priest shall arrange them, including the armpit and the hangnail (laughs) on the wood that is burning on the altar. You are to wash the internal organs and the vast deferens with water. (laughs) And the priest shall bring them and burn them on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, And a clump that is pleasing to the Lord. (laughs) If you are offering the Jules Verne, uh, oh, sorry. If you're offering to the Jules Verne, is a burnt offering of octopi. (laughs) How could it not be? Right. Jules Verne was a huge fan. He'd go on. He would order octopi and calamari all the time. (sighs) Ah, that's awesome. You are to offer a dove or a young pigeon. The priest shall bring it to the altar, ring off the eye socket, and burn it on the altar. (laughs) Its garbage juice shall be drained out on the side of the altar. He is to remove the crop and the ovary and throw them down the east altar where the ashes are. He shall crash it openly by the (laughs) wings by not dividing it completely, and then the priest shall blurt it. on the vegetable peeler and that is burning on the altar it is a burnt offering a food offering and an aroma pleasing to pat robertson
4: that's fucking awesome (laughs) you want answers i think i'm entitled you
5: want answers i want the truth
4: you can't handle the truth so cecil's story comes from horrifyingly enough abc um but this is the australian version so it's probably lesser um, six killed in Papua New Guinea's sorcery attack. Police in Papua New Guinea have detained
2: 180
4: people. Let me say that again 180 people after a witch hunt that left six people Jesus. dead, including two children. Um, I, <laughs> <what> the fuck? <laughs> Basically, a group of a few hundred people descended upon a village in an actual witch hunt. They went on a violent rampage and killed and maybe burned
3: people. Yeah, it says, Witnesses say one man killed an innocent bystander on his way to work, while two children under the age of five were also reportedly killed Man, when superstition makes you go all fucking Castle Frankenstein on someone, <laughs> you need to check yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like your superstition is so nutty that it makes you just like you're just fucking in such a rampage that you just turn and see a guy who's just like fucking got his lunch box and he's on the way to work. Just be like,
4: kill him. I just picture some dude running as fast as he can and he just happens to see this guy and just like sticks his machete out casually like, yeah, got him. <laughs> Like keep
3: going boys. <laughs> it's a so random dude.
4: At what point are you like, man, that toddler might be a witch.
3: Oh god.
4: And then that other toddler also might be a witch. Oh. I don't I don't I don't know what motivates you. Like what 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 is going? What crazy mob mentality fucking overflow of insanity has to flood your mind in order to be like Definitely going to kill a
3: toddler today. I mean, you've clearly got to have some sort of crazy superstitious beliefs in order to even commit these acts, right? You've got to be able to think that a witch is a real thing, right? You've got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, I am terrified of real life witches. There's a real witch, not a sandwich, but a regular (laughs) witch. I'm going to have to kill her. And it's my job as like the fucking instrument of the Lord or whatever the hell. I mean, I don't even know what fucking sect of people these are. But clearly, they have an idea that they need to kill other human beings because they may be magical. That's a problem. Oh, my God. You know, this,
4: I, I read stories like this, and it occurs to me how all the time I keep thinking to myself, like, you know, inventing a time machine is a waste. You can already go to the past. Oh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, if you want, I mean, and I and I really do sort of mean this, like, This is the past. Like, all you have to do is just hop in an airplane and you can go to the past right now. It's amazing to me that in part of the world, and I know I've said this, but I am genuinely amazed that in part of the world, people are running around with fucking machetes and shit, killing toddlers because maybe they're witches. And in other parts of the world, they're shooting fucking rovers to Mars. That's not just a
3: cultural difference. It's like a game of Civ. You know what I mean? Like when you're playing Civ and you're like playing along and you've got tanks and like fucking air fighters and somebody could bring like attacks you with their camel knights right? and you're just like, are you serious? You're attacking me with like guys on fucking camel back and you think you're going to win this fight. And the thing is, is like, like they come to see you and they're like, we want you we, we how dare you you need to give us your technology or whatever it's like we, i almost feel like like in in this game of civ why don't we can't we just is there something we can do is there something that we can inject them with so that they think oh man like can't we just all have them sit down and watch the ring or something together and just be like <laughs> okay see that's just like a fake movie you know like like witches aren't real and like the afterlife isn't real or whatever yeah,
4: I, I don't know. I don't know. I But I just keep thinking like, man, it's I, I just am, I'm fucking dumbfounded that in in a place it's the past. But it fucking is. And see, so I, th- I think you hit on something, you know, the the idea that there's got to be something we can do. There's no way that you can look at this and be like, yes, we need to we need to just tacitly accept that in parts of the world, it's still the past. It's still just it's I mean we've got everything but fucking t rexes it's the fucking xx no right it's mind blowing but what you know i I see this though, and i'm you know I make these jokes, and the first thing I think when I was thinking about this is like you know you know what the the solution here is education that is the solution to this problem, like the solution is is experience and education it's 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 technology infrastructure, it's education, it's an exposure to the yeah. larger world, yeah, these things. This this worldview lives in Papua New Guinea because of its isolation. It cannot survive. It, it it And I think it's the reason, like, you know, there were a bunch of stories. I didn't tweet them out because some of them are unresolved, and then I think they're also pretty complicated. But, you know, there were a bunch of stories this week, too, about, like, what's going down in Nigeria still with that fucking group of loons, the Boko Haram group. You know, that's that group of people that yeah, you know yeah, took over yeah, the that mall or West whatever. is sinful or Western education is sinful is what it means. You know, and it's like you know, they're what they're doing is protesting their lack of isolation. They're trying to maintain an isolated stance sure, in the world. Sure, sure, sure. Because this shit
3: can't live under the under the microscope of civilization. Well, I mean, you see it all the time. There's all these different sects that are trying to stop education in general. I mean, look at. Uh, Malala. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a young lady who wanted to get an education, and then they shot her in the face, you know? So there's somebody who wants to have an education, and other people in their society don't want her to have an education, or people like her, and that's women. Right. And so, you know, there, there's, there's clearly, a, I think, going to be a point in history where people that can be educated will be educated, and then they're, they're just going to leave the rest of the people who want to keep control in the dust because there's no way to stop you know it's like neo you can't stop the signal or whatever you know at a certain (laughs) point you can't stop the signal okay so we want to thank our patrons uh the newest patrons and i may read one or two of these names again but uh but we want to thank uh stewart steve austin Alan, Kiri. Cornholio.
4: That's my favorite one of the week. That's I love great. that one,
3: too. I think Gloria Hole is still pretty good. Um, Javier, Tim, Carl, Benjamin, Philip, Brian, Kathy, Michaela, Andrew, and Matthew. Thank you guys so much for your generous donations. Uh, the money you give to us, make sure that the podcast keeps going, so we want to thank you so much for uh, for becoming patrons and we're just so happy that everybody's done it. We also want to encourage people. If you know, if you can't be a patron, uh, we want to encourage people to rate us on iTunes. We recently got a couple of uh, poorer ratings, and it'd be nice to get better ratings, I guess. So <laughs> if you could take some time out of your day to go uh, go rate us, if you like the show, if you don't like the show, I have no idea why you listen. But if you do, if you do like the show. And you haven't rated us on iTunes, please take a minute and 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 go over there and give us a rating um it'd be It's really flattering to get them, and we're we're so happy when people do it so thanks everybody who's rated us and if you'd have a few moments, please take a moment and do it and Just a reminder that the
4: money that we do raise from Patreon this month will be going will be donated in its entirety to charity. Anything coming in in the month of April will be donated to a charity um, that's chosen by our listeners. So just uh, keep that in mind when making your donations.
3: The charity is going to be chosen by the patrons. The patrons have an opportunity to vote. So if you are a patron or if you're not a patron and you want to get a chance, you still have a couple of weeks left here in April. Uh, If you sign up as a patron, you, you set up your dollar amount, all the money you donate this month will go to the charity. And right now, of the... Uh, six charities right now, two are in the clear lead doctors without borders and foundation beyond belief are in the clear lead and, uh, foundation, uh, uh freedom from religion foundation is in third. So if you're interested in any three of those to uh, to get all the money this month, you're going to want to become a patron and you can get a chance to vote, uh, for which charity gets the money this month. We recorded for me. Uh, podcast this week and uh, we'll let you know when that comes out we didn't get a chance to really talk too much because we had forgotten about the two things that we had done but we had we had been on atheistically speaking Tom you and I both were on atheistically speaking uh, and I'm the links for that the link for atheistically speaking that's Thomas's other podcast not Thomas in the Bible uh, it's his other podcast. It's more of a philosophical show, and we talked about uh, relationships with non-believers. So, if you get a chance, take a listen to that. The, the both of those are turned out very good. Thomas was a lot of fun to talk to, and we had a great time. And then we were also on shit talking skeptics with Ross, and uh, Ross runs skeptically challenged, but he also had on Jake from Imaginary friend show on, and, and we had a video, it was a video podcast, but there really wasn't a lot of video, but we had a great time on Ross's show, and we just wanted to mention that we were on both of those shows this last week, so you get a chance to go out and listen to them. And the, the best part about the Atheistically Speaking is I bailed on it a little early in part two,
4: and Thomas edited it so deftly that you can't even tell.
3: Yeah, he did a good job, he, he really did. did. He
4: did a great job. I mean, not that I was contributing a hell of a lot to the conversation, let's be frank, <laughs>
3: We brought in uh, another a a old segment last week. What the actual fucking servopedia. It's our hope to throw that in every couple of weeks now. We've I've, we had forgotten about it for a while, but last week there was so much uh, uh, anti-gay stories. We just had to throw it in because there there was that great um, gay therapy stuff that they were talking about, where they're just like, "Yeah, it totally works." Right? Like, okay, nobody says that. Um, but in any case, somebody, uh, Michael, sent in a message and said, hey, so great that you guys put that back in. He sent us a website, Tom. He, he did. And it's, uh, what is
4: the, it, it's.
3: I'll just I'll just link to it. It's a
4: new Seb, age bullshit generator. Yeah, it's sebpierce.com slash bullshit. It's, it's kind of great because it's got a, a button up top called reionize electrons, by the way, which is pretty great. And when you click on it, it just gives you some bullshit. And it's fucking beautiful. So I'm going to go ahead and reionize my electrons, Cecil. Do it. The infinite is electrified with pulses. This is fucking awesome. And I like it because it's not just one line. So right. this is fucking amazing because it just keeps going. We exist as a resonance cascade. By ennobling, we exist. Consciousness consists of superpositions of possibilities of quantum energy. Quantum means a flowering of the advanced.
3: What is it? No, it doesn't. I fucking love
4: that. It does not. Bondage is the antithesis of self-actualization. We can no longer afford to live with discontinuity. This, it's fucking perfect. Whoever so, did this spent so much time. It's awesome, getting man. it right.
3: Yeah, it's great. It's really great. We're going to link to it this episode. It's very, very funny. Thank you very much, Michael, for sending it. It's awesome. We received a really nice thing from Conrad this week. It was just super nice. Open up the email. He sent us a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. That was just super nice of him to do. So Tom and I in the next couple of weeks are going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and eat wings and drink beer and hopefully be there when a sport that Tom will watch is on. <laughs> That's not a time. <laughs> well, no MMA. MMA. I would be there for,
4: I would totally yeah. go there and watch a fight. That would actually be awesome. And it was a really generous thing to do. Conrad, thank you very much. It was very kind of you.
3: Uh, so we got a, we got an email from Henry we, and uh, Henry says he, he first, he says, blowhole manhole glory hole cover i don't even know what that means i don't know either but i love it i think it's great and he says you talked about people's confusion with one of the opening lines of the show i'll add mine to the list for quite a while i heard the line as and there is no welcome matt that's why i thought one of the host's names was matt and it took me a very long time to pay attention enough to the show to get the names right and it also sounded a bit rude, but that was expected. I like that you
4: part. Know, That's the part I like the best. What I guess. really
3: like is when you said that, the funny part is, is that if you listen to the Matt Dillahunty episode, you say, and there is no welcome, Matt. And, he, and then you're like, welcome to the show. And he's like, you just told me that there's no welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we got a message from Jay and Jay has a song uh, that he had sent to us. I'll link to it on this week's show notes. It's a YouTube video. Uh, he says it's his anthem to not believing in God and he said, you know, you're welcome to use it if you want. We, we we haven't found a good use yet for uh for some of the music, but we want to thank everybody who sends it in. So thank you very much, Jay, and we'll link to it on this week's show notes, episode one forty seven.
4: Yeah, thank you very much for sending it in. We're we're delighted to receive these things. We just we're just not creative or clever enough to know yeah. exactly what to do <laughs> right? with them.
3: Right. This is an interesting point about uh, Scott Lively, and this came up earlier with the Nazis, Tom. This is from Danielle. And she writes, I listen to the
4: show regularly, and you guys have mentioned that crazy asshole Scott Lively on your podcast a couple of times. I've heard a couple of other podcasts pick up the story as well, but it sets my teeth on edge that this ignorant, hateful individual would even say these things, given what gays and lesbians in Nazi Germany and Europe were put through during that time period. Everybody knows that Hitler and the Nazi Party had a hate on for the Jews, but they also sent plenty of other groups to the concentration camps as well. These groups included gypsies, Jehovah's Witnesses, the physically and mentally disabled, and last but not least, gays and lesbians. Just like Jewish people wore the Star of David, gays wore the Pink Triangle. After the camps were liberated at the end of the World War II, many of the Pink Triangle prisoners were simply re-imprisoned by the Allied-established Federal Republic of Germany. The Nazi amendments to paragraph 175 of the German Criminal Code turned homosexuality from a minor offense to a felony and remained intact in both East and West Germany for a further 24 years. Just thought you guys might want to know this, since the gay Nazi conspiracy seems to be all the rage right now among the Christian crazies, which we covered two stories of this week.
3: Jesus, man.
4: It's a fucking That's horror crazy. show, man.
3: That is a horror show. And it's and it's you know, the thing is is like like we said earlier, clearly, you know, they want to make this connection between homosexuals and Nazis, but because they wanna make a connection between homosexuals, gay people, and whatever they can that they think is bad.
4: Exactly. Yep. You know, make some shit up. Like, what's the worst? It's basically just like flipping through shit. Like, what's the worst thing? What's the fucking worst thing? What's the worst Uh, thing? Axe murderers, cannibals, uh, fucking baby rapists and Nazis. Great. Got it.
3: Yep. And those are actual examples. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So uh, we got a message. This is from Terry. And Terry sent in a message And uh, it's actually a recording. We're going to play it here after the Skeptic's Creed. So stick around for after the Skeptic's Creed. What she does is have a conversation with Hillbilly God's wife. So if you're interested in that, stick around after the Skeptic's Creed. We're going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. And we'll catch you next week.
4: Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit.
7: This is Terry, and I'm here in my garage with Hillbilly God's Wife. Hattie. Hillbilly God's Wife is here to perform a faith healing on my cyclocross bike. That's right. They won't let me do healings at the hospital no more. Them doctors got real mad when I was laying on hands where they needed to put them fancy defibrillators. Daddy Jr. started all of them hearts right back up once I got out of the way and let them doctors get to work. Um, okay. Well, my drivetrain is slipping out of gear. Let's listen to it for a second. I hear that. Let me just lay on my hands. Hey, why is it wet? (gasps) It's bleeding the devil's own black blood. Sorry, that's just drivetrain lube. I'll clean the drivetrain once we fix the bike. Here's a rag for your hands. Can you do the healing without actually touching the drivetrain? Yes, um, I'll just touch back here on the back. That's not actually part of the bike, that's the mechanic stand. Well, it's touching the back, ain't it? <coughs> Daddy Junior, I call on you in uh Junior's name to heal this here back. Heal it from the devil's own black blood. In Junior's name, Daddy Junior. In Junior's name, I command ya. Get rid of the black blood on this back. Make this back run smooth, Daddy Junior. In Junior's name. Okay, now try it. Okay, here it goes. It's still not staying in gear. Well, thanks for trying, Hillbilly God's Wife. I think if I just turn this barrel adjuster counterclockwise just a little bit, that should tighten up the cable and fix the problem. Let's give it a try. Listen to that! It's fixed! It's a miracle! A miracle! Thank you, Daddy Junior! This has been Terry in my garage fixing my own bike